This podcast is brought to you by the NCAA, the National Collegiate Athletic Association. The NCAA, is it a charming distraction from our everyday lives or a roundabout scheme to enslave young athletic men into selling t-shirts and tickets without seeing any profit of their own? Go to www.ncaa.com to fill out a bracket and to voice your opinion. (laughs) Thank you to the NCAA for sponsoring this podcast. I'm Terrence Hartnett. I'm your host. Thank you for listening to Down by the River. This week's guest is Alex Dragovich. Alex Dragovich, uh, D1 basketball player and successful comedian. How frustrating is that? Is that frustrating to you? It should be frustrating to you. If it's not frustrating to you, maybe you don't play basketball or do comedy and you never aspired to do either one. But he's a very successful basketball player. He got a scholarship to Notre Dame, transferred to BC sophomore year, um, and then he moved to Chicago, or he's from Chicago, and then in Chicago, he became a very successful comedian. You can see him at the Laugh Factory all the time during normal, non-pandemic times. He's on their Instagram page and all that stuff. Um, I met Alex at the open mic that I used to run in Boys Town at Town Hall Pub. Um, he used to live really close by, and I remember he used to come in like sweatpants and athletic gear. And he would kind of lounge around the way that athletic guys do. You know when athletic guys aren't being athletic and they kind of just like are melting onto the seat that they're sitting into? Um... Alex would do that. He would be lying on like a lying on like a uh, love seat that was in the bar, and he'd be lying down waiting for him to turn to go up. Um, but he was always nice, and he was always funny, even though um, it's hard to like someone like that at first who's <laughs> tall and good-looking and funny um, and uh, had success in another field already. Um, it just breeds resentment. But um, we've since become good friends. He's hilarious. Um, and we have a great conversation about the pressures of athletic stuff growing up and how comedy is like basketball what it was like to play basketball all that stuff um, I'm not a basketball fan so if you're not a basketball fan don't worry um, I only have a passing knowledge of this stuff so I just I know enough to interview him but I'm not like a this isn't going to be very uh, sportsy okay don't worry about that so enjoy the episode with Alex Dragovich take it away Steve Sam Talent shout out hits. That was great. Yeah, that I was. was, really I, was cool. I love that story too. What people don't know that about you too. I love telling. I love telling them about about yeah. your past. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like that. I think. Uh, yeah. It makes you unique. I think. It, well, do you, how much of it? Do you, how much do you think it makes you who you are? How much do you still think of yourself as like? Well, I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't play basketball. Oh yeah. I mean, hundred percent. You do anything for fifteen years. You know, it's like. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It was uh, it was like every day for so long, and also a part of that is like when you're also like immersed in like a culture like that, that's hard to take out. Like people will, you know, like there's just there's just things I think that you've probably caught on where you're like, you're like that is such a athlete thing to say <laughs> <Yeah>. or do, <laughs> you know. Well, of course, well, like uh, yeah, I mean, well, like <laughs> I've I've only known you through a comedy context, but like. Um, Basically, the shit that I talk about you is Drago's treating this shit like it's sports. Drago's oh. treating this shit like it's sports. I've said that to your face. You know what I mean? Like, sure. where it's like, you'll, you'll just be like, you get a lot of reps on that, though. You get a lot of reps on that know, job. It's I good. Know. It's good to get a lot of reps going with that. Like, yeah, like I treated it like a sport. I approached it like a sport. Comedy? 
Yes, I think so. But like, I mean, don't don't a lot of people absolutely like, get, like really competitive? You are absolutely not alone in that. And uh, I think I think especially stand up. Um, I think it has the feeling. It has. It definitely has a sport feeling. Like you do have to get reps. You do have to practice in order to like uh, perform well. Yeah. You can't fall out of practice. People who are in practice are doing better. It's demonstrable. Also, the results are demonstrable more so than any. If you were like a painter, it yeah. would be harder for you to uh, to treat painting like sports. Yeah. You lost me at demonstrable, but I want to keep uh, a way to demonstrate. Oh yeah, this is cute. You're like you're not smart. Like you didn't. Go I to really. I, I mean, listen, dude. The d- demonstrable is a word that that caught me off guard. Demonstrable. Demonstra- it's it's uh, able to be demonstrated. So it's like it's yeah. like the results are the results are right there. The la- you can hear the laughs, or you can't. That's fair. Um, you can yeah. you can watch the game tape, watch it back. There's like yeah, like the either like the ball went in or it didn't. Exactly. Right. Yes. yes. The um, joke hit or it didn't. Yeah, I think and I think that's like a comforting thing, like about stand up, and that's like a nice thing. Like, that's like what kind of helps you figure out how to get better. That was that's probably one of the more furious things too. But that also shines a light on like wh- like like how big the delusion is for some people because a lot of guys, you know, their jokes don't hit or their you know shots don't go in, and they, yeah. and and then they're like, they're like, yeah, they, they keep doing those jokes or they think that it they think it went in. they literally it didn't go in and they think it went in. You okay, know what so I'm saying? Because I, mean, I know I know this in comedy. I know there are people who it's like, do they not hear? They didn't. They just didn't right. hear what I heard. In basketball, if you miss a shot, no one no one would ever miss a shot and be like, I made that shot. I know, but <laughs> yeah. like, are you saying are there guys? But there are guys who will take that same shot again, knowing they don't have it. Like take a thirty footer, yeah. And they don't have it. <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely guys that think they can shoot that don't, yeah, or that think they can shoot that can't shoot. Um, Whereas your but, your three point percentage <laughs> overall in your college career, your three point percentage, I, it looks like it was thirty three. Yeah, One 30, 33, 34, 30, 30, 30, yeah, thirty four is thirty. Yeah, thirty four is it's a very. Um, I was a streaky shooter. Okay, I was <laughs> streaky. That's what uh, my coach in college told me. He's like, "You're a, he's like, you're a streaky. He's, you're a decent shooter, more of a streaky shooter, you know." So it's like, which coach was this? Notre Dame or Boston College? Boston College. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just like you know, it's shooting is a lot like it. it I think it felt like um, if you're playing like 15, 20 minutes a night. You know, like you're playing half the game or less than half the game. It's like you kind of you kind of feel like a, like a field goal kicker, like a kicker in football. How do you mean? Because you're like you're gonna get four or five shots maybe, and you got to make those. Yeah. You know, so it's like kind of like in the same way. You know, when when a kick, you know, if the if the fifth, sixth, seventh option on the team like goes like zero for five, you're like it's just kind of like well he fucking that's not a it wasn't a good game. You know, yeah. Whereas, yeah. yeah, Whereas like the, or like one for five, but but like if, you know, the best player on the team, you know, makes, goes like six for, you know, 18 or whatever, but like gets the line, like there's like, there's a, there's, there's like clear points of like where you're being judged on if you make those shots. And it's, um, those, those are high pressure shots. And your role, was your role like, like kind of like sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh man? Yeah. I was like, there was like, I mean, there was like two years I'd say where I was like in and out of the starting lineup. Where? Uh, my sophomore year at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Then my junior year at Boston College, I was like in and out of the starting lineup. Then I was benched, and then I came back, and I was playing more, and then I was benched again. Bench my, meaning you're not starting, or you're not ever playing. Benched was like not playing. Okay. Um, 
my and then my freshman and senior year, um, I didn't play at all. We had a new new we had a new coach my senior year at BC. Yeah, he sat me down. He was like, I don't really know you, and uh, he's like, I, I brought in some other guys, so I guess we'll, it'll be like a kind of a fair chance. But it really it was kind of like he wanted to play. I don't. Know, it he was, was pushing bit. you off into the ice flow. It's like, listen, Drago, you're retired. Like you, I don't know you. We're doing a, we're doing a new thing here, and you're not in it. That's all. That's all I'm hearing. Yeah, and the yeah, it's a very you know, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty business like atmosphere. There's not a lot of, uh, like you know the, the there's not like a lot of it, it, it's like between the coaches. There's not a ton of like. There's not like a lot of like family vibe with coaches, <laughs> coaches and players. Between the players, definitely you feel like you're in a family. It's the, more like the coach is your boss. Definitely. Okay. I think I'm, I played for three coaches in college because one got fired at, at one of the two at Boston College. So it was like they're there. They're I mean they're they're usually pretty cool guys, but they've got to they've got to keep a you know they've got to keep like a a business relationship with you. Yeah. You know they you can't be too close with your players. You know. Were you ever too close to a coach? The assistants you're close with. Okay. The assistants you're like they're the middle management. They're like they're like hey coach won't tell you but you did take a good shot like like they'll give you encouragement when the coach won't give it to you or like they're just your buddy they like yeah. I know this sucks he's being a dick today yeah or what or they'll be like you go out last night like what's going on and you're like <laughs> and that's and, and they're very and you like, can tell them that you did go out. There's a couple that you feel like you're close to, like that. But then I don't. But you don't know. Sometimes you don't know who to trust or whatever, but it's uh yeah, it's um th- yeah, that dynamic is very is very interesting. It's not like yeah, it's not like uh like your your high school experience or whatever. Okay, yeah, let's go back to high school. I want to I want to I want to hear the story for kind of from the beginning. So you've been playing you you played when did you start when did you start playing? Like when I was like 5 or 6 right. and then I yeah, just like played every day, played on teams. And you were good. You were good uh throughout. You were always like good on the te- you were always tall. I was always good, always pretty tall. And then I got, then I was like grew in high school. I what really year? Grew. I was like, f- I went from five eleven to six six in high school. Like, what? Were you a sophomore? Or are you a junior? Freshman to sophomore year. Okay, so you start. Were you just starting starting varsity? What was your high school? Where was it? I mean, what, yeah, it's in the it's in the suburbs, it's in the right? suburbs of Chicago. What town? Northbrook. Northbrook, and that was a high school team you played for. Yeah, yeah, I played for my high school team. Then you played for travel teams, and is that uh, like AAU? Yeah, AAU basketball. That's like where you start. Like I don't understand AAU. You what? Like what is the your team on AAU? Like like yeah, like it's not Northbrook, right? Yeah, there's like there's like shoe companies that sponsor teams. Oh wow. Yeah, and there's like this whole. I mean, that's kind of like how they find guys when they're young. So like shoe. That's com- how you get looks, right? So shoe companies will sponsor. Um, they'll sponsor like a, a a team in Chicago. They'll sponsor a team in Philly, like Nike or whatever. Like, that. like my team, I played for a Reebok team. But what was it? What area was it representing? Like all, it was basically all of Illinois. You know, really? Okay, so it was yeah, a it was good like team. all Illinois, all of Chicago. Yeah. So they would be called like the Illinois Warriors or like the Illinois Wolves or like. And you audition? <laughs> you yeah. try out? <laughs> you try uh, yeah. out for the team? Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a trainer that that like vouched for me. Called called a coach when I was a freshman. And he was like, uh, I, I trained this kid. Uh, can he like try out? And the coach was like, you know, we have we have guys who played varsity this year. It seems like your guy played sophomore, so I don't know if he'll play a lot. 
then I went there and I played well. And then I played, you know, I, I, you know, I played a lot for the, I start, you know, I was one of the be- better players for the, the travel team for, and then, but then you're on this. So then essentially you're on like this kind of Illinois all-star team. Yeah. And then you're traveling around the country and like Reebok's like, you know, these, these shoe companies are like paying for you to travel. Oh, wow. And what, what it really does, it's for like, they, they hold these national tournaments and all it is is to really find the best, like two or three players from that tournament. And then basically keep a relationship with them to sponsor them. So like, like they go to the NBA, right? So like John Wall's first contract he was with Reebok because he was discovered at a Reebok camp that I was at. Wow. So they found oh, you were him. there with him? Uh, I mean, with him. best friends? With him. Right. Yes. Yeah, he be, like, we played one-on-one in this drill and he beat me three, nothing like <laughs> immediately. It was very, it was like one of the more humbling experiences. He was so good. That was cool. I think I've watched the NBA with you once or twice and you're like, you're kind of giving background like that guy's a dick or like I've met that guy. Yeah, man. It's it's weird to see like, it's kind of, it's like, uh, like that's, that kind of wave is now, like now retiring some of the guys that I play with. But there's definitely some guys that are still in Europe, some guys are still in the league or around the league or that are coaching and um, yeah, it's like. Guys are retiring from the NBA who you played high school basketball with? I think, yeah, definitely. You they know? retire at like 29, 30? Yeah, there's. I mean, th- yeah, th- like there's some guys that go from the league, then they go to uh, overseas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my boy yeah. Andrew Nicholson from St. Bonaventure is playing overseas now. I guess he played for the Magic for a little while. Yeah, um, he's our only NBA, the only NBA guy to come out of St. Bonaventure for a long time. Yeah, I mean, dude, some guys just uh, they just they kind of stretch. And I mean, there's obviously there's a lot more. Um, there's like, better ways to take care of your body. Guys can have like uh, longer careers now. Um, Does that make you feel old that they're that people are retiring from the job that you wanted because you wanted to be an NBA player? I mean, obviously, I knew, but I knew, I just knew that I didn't have the athleticism. I was uh, so slow. I was so slow, and you so were like, I were jump. you slow like in a hundred meter dash, or are you talking about like 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 if I can put it this way, it's like I went to an all white suburban school. Sure, let's make it racial. Sure, I went to yeah. uh, all white suburban. I mean, school. in basketball, it is racial. All my and my friends, like my friends in high school, my high school like friends, like my buddies were like were like Alex, like you're you're not athletic, you're just like a good basketball player. Like like my like, I was not athletic for my friends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for your friends who played basketball, for my okay. for my friends who were like on like on the soccer team. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> yeah. like my friends were like soccer players, like football players, and like you know like lacrosse. Like and they were like Alex. Like they're like none of them were playing college anything. Like, none of these guys were gonna. And they were right. like Alex, you are way slower than all of us. You like slower on a sprint. Absolutely. Okay, and like changing direction rapidly, which is important in basketball. Yeah, like lateral quickness. Quickness. It was all, yeah, it was all bad. It was all so like I would be so I'd be at these camps or I'd be at these tournaments and I'd be playing well or whatever, and I'd be getting you know or I'd be playing well for my high school team. But it was all because I just kind of like drilled myself to death. That is know? what. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, you. You worked your way around your substandard athleticism. Is that how you? Sub. I mean, yeah. Substandard man is a nice way of putting it. Sometimes, <laughs> like, there's just like. I mean, I've just been in film rooms like with. Uh, I was in at Notre Dame. I was in a film session, and uh, my uh, like the the coach turns the turns the monitor off. We're about to go off for practice, and my uh, my teammate just turns to me as we're about to get up. He goes, "Drago, 
man, you are slow as fuck. <laughs> he goes, even on the TV, dude. <laughs> he goes, even on the TV, you are so slow, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I know, man. I don't know what it was. A, you know, my uh, our, our our trainer in college. He go. He was like, he said something about. He goes, he goes, like I, I just had like my first day uh, of like of like kind of like working out with him. And he's working out the whole team. He turns to me. I'm a freshman. He goes, he's like, uh, he's like, Drago, man, you got bad genetics and there's no way around it, but we're going to do our best. (laughs) So does that humbling, like you knew you had to work hard in high school, you know, this stuff, right? You know, like what you're up against, but you still want, like, what are your goals in high school for basketball? Yeah. I think once I got to like six, six, like once I had the height, yeah. No problem, no problem. Yeah. Does it pick up, you think? Yeah, it can all be taken care of. Sure. What's yeah. worse is this part now we're talking about it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so for me, like once I got to 6'6", there was th- that kind of set, a, I think, a level for me where I was like, man, if I can't, like, if I can't, like, get to, if I can't get a scholarship at this height, yeah, like, that's, a, a, that's such a loss. Like, I feel like that's such a... I, I always felt like that. I was like, I'm, I was a like, waste. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, how could I not? I was like, I gotta figure that. Yeah, figure that out. If I'm this tall, <laughs> I can't, I can't get that. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. And did did um did the people around you like? I'm sure your parents were like, you got it. No, you're gonna get a scholarship. No, they were they were very, they wanted me to, and I don't think they ever thought I would until I got one when I was like a sophomore. Really? They didn't like believe in you. <sighs> They were like, I think they, I think they, uh, they were very hard on me, and I think they, they always, uh, they, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, that's how it's like, like unathletic. Like my, uh, my brother was the the star athlete, Bobby. Yeah, he was like the guy that was supposed to be, um, you know, like a, a really great player. But, but then once I sprouted, um, you know, I think they were, they were happy with that uh once i got the the first scholarship then it was kind of like okay well how like kind of how far can i take this you know i got an offer from like valparaiso i think i was just in valpo yesterday yeah valpo (laughs) and then like south dakota state maybe are those d1 schools yeah okay uh yeah then then yeah then utah offered me like that was one of the first like big like bigger schools to offer me um and you got an offer from notre dame or did you go to Notre Dame? <laughs> yes, and then and then the next, then going into my senior year, I played in this tournament, like one of those shoe tournaments. Yes, yeah, and I I just kind of played like my my very 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 best, dude. And I got a I got I got a bunch of offers. So like uh, from schools, what other schools? What other schools? It was, like, offers from? <laughs> it was like uh, Xavier, Oklahoma State, Colorado. Um, I think like Iowa. And then there was like, then my high school coach was, and then, and then my high school coach called me and he said he got a bunch of phone calls. And then those, those other, there's like other big 10 schools, apparently like they heard that I was going to visit Notre Dame uh-huh. and they're like, he looks like a Notre Dame player. True. And they, go, <laughs> they were like, if he True. doesn't go to Notre Dame, then we'll offer him. I think they said that. Cause they're like, they're just looking at who Notre Dame is looking at. They were just like, it was just like, like Notre Dame, if you look at their, like their 20 30 years of like oh if, i know if you look at the yeah you just look at the schools like yeah white like a white 
dude on the wing. You fit just... right in. Like it could be like it would be like a roast joke about you, like in a basketball circle. Like look at this Notre Dame looking motherfucker. Sure, like, yeah. that's how they would address you. Yeah, I think like you have that. You have a look because they have cl- like clean cut white guys. Sure, who can shoot. Yeah, Isn't streaky, right? but I can shoot. Yeah, he's streaky. That's so funny. That I mean, yeah, and that's the thing, dude. Yeah, and that was also the thing too. That was like really, and that's that's why I had such like a middling <laughs> career, like such an a- like average whatever. Like it was a, you know, the, the the guys that were there were guys that I played with that were more athletic than me and could like shoot the shit out of it, like shoot the shit like, out of the ball <laughs> consistently, more consistently. Yeah, where you're like, yo, like how many are you making, dude? And it's uh. You know, I played with a guy. I was actually who was like who's little. Sh- um, I don't. know. I played with this guy Lonnie, who was I was probably a little more athletic then, but he was like the best shooter I've I've ever seen. Wow, but he's less athletic than you. Yeah, but he was he was he was so good at shooting that it was like he was it was impossible not to play him, and I think that was like it was it wow. Was, he he uh, hit the free throw when I was at BC to beat Syracuse when they were number one. Oh, I didn't even want to talk about that. Uh, we can get we can we can get into the Notre Dame Syracuse game. Dude, we were like we were like a six and twenty basketball team and Syracuse this was a uh, like a, a different team that we were you know when I was at BC and Lonnie's at the line and we were down one and he had to make both and he swished <laughs> but like no rim. I'm like this dude has the biggest dick ever. <laughs> I'm like that dude's a legend. Clutch, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man, it's it's a really the the the, the mental game is really it's something that's I think that's also something that was really uh, difficult for me. The mental game, but it seems yeah. like you have a mentality. Like it seems like I I my read on you is that you you had a you had like a, a workhorse mentality instilled in you by yeah, your parents. Sure, is that totally accurate. Hundred percent. How was that instilled? How is that instilled? How do they put? How do they put you to that? How do they? How how do they make you work so hard? By telling you that you're not good enough <laughs> all the time. <laughs> that it, yeah, you know, that it's just not. And this is dad. I'm assuming more than mom. No, my mom. Both of them. Wow. Both of them. But you're not good enough. Totally. Yeah. It's a very like, you know, I got second team all state when I was a junior. It was just me and one other one other junior in the whole state that got all state. My mom was like, "What's?" That was great, but not first. You know, she, not first I, I, don't, I don't think she understood the. Ugh. Yeah, so she was like, "What's?" Yeah, so to her, it was like, even though I f- I felt like personally, I kept like reach like ringing these like bells. Yeah, where I was like, man, like I'm like the I was like I'm kind of like a slow white dude, like who like his butt who's like really who's like uh I'm getting better. I'm, like I'm kind of. And uh, I think my mom, uh, but it, I think every mom thinks that their kid should like play professional basketball yeah you yeah know? exactly exactly so i can't blame her for that but uh but yeah my parents are confused as to why i'm not on saturday night live they just don't understand <laughs> they just <laughs> don't get it your parents think you're like hilarious oh they think I, yeah i mean like they think oh, i can dude that's well, amazing i told my mom i like like i was like you told me i could do anything i that i put my mind to and uh and now you're reaping those results like this is this is your fault now like the fact that i'm not like a teacher and i'm staying in new york with a wife and two grandkids for you this is your fault like that's you, amazing you shouldn't have believed in me yeah um, when you google you this is so cool when you google you the first thing that comes up is your stats from basketball yeah. but then you click on videos and i go okay this will all be like basketball videos probably right but it's not it's basketball laugh factory 
basketball <laughs> laugh factory it's such yeah. a cool mix yeah um i think it's a it, i mean it's a, a very few people ha- people have this exact perspective that you have yeah i don't yeah it's hard to like i think people always like tell me they're like you should like to like capitalize on this like experience that i've had but i don't know how many people want to hear like i mean like i can talk but i think but the thing is like you know isn't the life of a basketball player isn't it isn't that kind of covered in a way like don't people cover that enough like aren't there enough like 30 for the don't yeah. we, don't we know yeah what playing college is like yeah people say it's like i mean i think it now I do think it probably is a good. It's a cool. Or it's a different story for sure. Yeah. But I don't think like I and obviously you know I have jokes about it. But it's like I don't think like a, you know doing a one man show or something. It's like it wasn't like a huge struggle. It's like I like it, you know like I kept like I was good at it and then I pl- I played and then uh, I was I wasn't as good as like you know like you know it was a. You know, I obviously didn't go to the NBA, but it was that a cool, is obvious. But it was a but it was a cool experience, and it's like mo- it's mostly the questions that people ask are like pretty like did it help you get girls? Sure, did it? Uh, <laughs> did it? Did people like help you with tests? Yeah, or whatever. How did that go? Wait, wait, go like, into that real like, quick. Like you have tutors and stuff like yeah. that. Do they do your homework for you? Kind of. No, 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 no. There's you, you have like two, two, like, there's definitely tutors that like help you. That help you like get up to speed. That yeah. are really because you missed a bunch of class, right? That are really useful, and it's like, yeah, like that's that's also true. It's like whatever you thought of the like college like athletes or whatever, it was pretty much. I mean, like, what is the thi- what is something that they wouldn't have guessed that is true? What is something that's surprising about your experience that they wouldn't have guessed that they don't think about? Something that you don't think about? Yeah, something that everyone you're saying that everyone can pretty much guess what it was like. Well, I think I think a lot of people say they they'll that they'll be like, "Wow, you got a scholarship to put a ball in a hoop," <laughs> and you're like, "Dude, you are such a piece of shit." You're like, like "This first date is going terribly." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, "Okay, listen, I don't uh, think it's gonna like, work listen, out." Claire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's very like, dude. It's very like. Yeah, your 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 time is micromanaged. You st- you are 18 years old and you have a boss. You have a boss, right? Who is telling you? Everyone else is in college. They're getting drunk for the first time. They're right. free for the first time, and you have like a more serious. You job. have a boss, and then he has people under him that are also your boss, and then they make sure that you are in class or working out from eight o'clock in the morning to six o'clock at night. Yeah, every single day, and it's the pressure is unbelievably. Uh, high and it's really it's it's hard to it's hard to uh explain sometimes because you obviously get used to it but like when you're a freshman and you're walking around and you're like you know and then you're like you're you you might get thrown in a game and you're like man like you're playing with men (laughs) and you have to and then there's expectation too you have a whole you know for a lot of the guys Something that uh, an old teammate of mine told me, he said, every guy that we play with or against was the best player that has ever played at their high school. That has ever played at their high school. Basically. He's like, every, every guy that you play with or against from here on out is a, is a, high sc- is a legend at their high school. And it's like, with yeah. With attitude to match. Yeah. With like, yeah. And it's like, oh, that's so true. Every guy you play with has a, that pro- a lot of people that know about them, a lot of people in that that are watching their careers they're famous yes it's a it's a you know 
and even more so now. So it's a like it's all a, these guys could walk into a Fuddruckers somewhere in America <laughs> and get treated like a king, and just yeah, they can get pancakes for <laughs> as much as they want. But it's I mean, it, in a way too, it's like you feel you do you feel that at eighteen, nineteen years old, you're like, man, a lot of people know that I am not playing as much as I want to right now. A lot of people, yes. even though. It's they're probably going about their day and not thinking about you like that. But you're not That's, reaching your potential, maybe. Right, or they're probably whatever. not. They're probably not thinking about. But right. it's like they'll watch a game and be like, "Oh, he only played like, 50, like ten minutes." Like, right. It's very vulnerable, you're, right? Your your successes and people, your failures are all very public. If you yeah, when you miss, if you miss like a shot, you know, if you miss a three or if you like miss a layup, if you miss a float, whatever, like. You know, at least like, like ten thousand people are gonna. Not only ten thousand people are gonna see that. A lot of pe- people are. If you're if you're on ESPN, that's a lot. A lot more people are gonna see that too. My sister was at Iowa, and just a guy came up to her at a bar who like Notre Dame basketball. I think apparently, I don't know. We don't. I don't know that much about him. He walked up to her, and he was like, "He's like your brother's really been sucking the last few games, or something like that." And, and my sister was like, sister. I'm at, "My sister's like, I'm just at the bar. You know what I'm saying?" <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, like you're fit, you're dealing with fame. You're de- like you to a degree. I it would, to a degree. I, I would hate to yeah, because I definitely was degree, But like I mean, like there's, o- there's, but there's no other way to describe what it was. Right. I mean, there's guys like the guys. There's I, there. I was never in the top like two, three, four, whatever. There are more famous. There are more famous people, but you are famous. Like to that guy who saw your sister at the bar, you are famous. My brother knows. My brother remembers remembered you. Right from the SU Notre Dame yeah, game, and, and, and I, I can't even as a guy who like was even my even like when I was expected to play well or expected to be a big contributor, I, I know what that's like, you know. Uh, to like even if it was only for like a, a year or two when I was playing, it yep. wasn't all the time, but I know what that's like, and that is for the guys that are counted on to get fifteen, twenty points a night at that level. That kind of pressure is just—it's. I mean, it's next level stuff, man. For Notre Dame too, like, like, like Notre yeah. Dame was a franchise, right? Like people, I mean, like they got hats to sell across the whole country. Like, they, there's—it's a huge business, right? And again, wasn't like I was, I was not a top guy, but like even I think for my role, I felt what that was like. So talk um, to me about Notre Dame. So like, uh, so like you got the offer and you were you're into Notre Dame right away. I'm gonna go to there. Yeah, it's actually it's an interesting story. My uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I like verbally accepted the scholarship. I signed my national letter of intent in November, and then of your senior year. Yeah, and then my uh, you know, every other kid's applying for college, right? <laughs> and I like so apparently our assistant coach was supposed to send us the the form of the application as a formality. Yeah. So like you basically fill out like a page and a half, or oh, you whatever. have to apply to Notre Dame. You've already signed the letter of intent, right? But because but, you're applying but, to but because our my assistant coach forgot to send the application, he hit me and the other recruits, the two other recruits, up in the spring, and he goes, he goes, I'm gonna like uh, what's like fo- what's a fo- fax? He goes, I'm gonna yeah. fax you the the letter of in- like or the the application right out on that application. Because you you know how most kids like they fill out like two three pages or whatever yeah. on an application. You write an essay. You write an essay. Yeah. I filled out my application in a free period <laughs> on on pencil. 
I'm 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 in my free dude. I'm in my free period. My buddy comes up to me. He goes, "What are you doing?" I go, "I'm applying to Notre, Notre Dame, Dame right now." <laughs> and he's like, "What?" The way you apply to Pizza Hut where they give you a piece I, of. I of, swear yeah. to God, I filled out two paragraphs, and it was like, and I put my GPA down or whatever. <laughs> I swear to, and they, and then I gave it back to extracurricular uh, activities. I, yeah, I, I I think I went to like the principal or somebody's office, like one teacher, and I, I faxed it back. I think I was talking to like a, like a teacher that I was close with. I was like, "Hey, I need to fax like my application," like, <laughs> and he was like, "Okay, cool." But it was like, yeah, it was like a very informal. <laughs> I got in on pencil. Well, the fu- like the I mean the basketball part, or the the school part was informal. The basketball part was very formal. I'm sure this. I know people do like. Did you have like a ceremony when you signed your letter? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, they it, have that at our schools. Yeah, like when yeah. you sign your when you sign your like letter of intent. There's like you like. Uh, my coach put this on for him, but it was just like you know, you said it in like in like the cafeteria, yeah, and you just like they get it filmed and like you sign the LOI. And there's like a is it like a tablecloth? There's like a couple reporters there. Yeah. I mean, for like bigger, like there's like you know, for guys who are like nationally ranked or something, there's like a whole, there's like a whole, uh, you know, sp- sports illustrator or whatever is there. I just had like our local paper. It's kinda, in the paper, kind of cover it. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, man, it was uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was really cool. You know, and then some the whole year you're kind of like that's 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 a time definitely where you're like pretty high on yourself. You're like, yeah, senior year of high school, definitely high on yourself. Were you popular and stuff? Because I mean, like, obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah, always popular. I mean, like, of course, uh, yeah. I think I think any any of the guys that are like always that are like on the sports teams or whatever, yeah. they're they're usually pretty. Um, but I think. Uh, yeah, but again, it was uh, it was like very. Um, I, th- I think I think that's just kind of it's it, it's hard not to to like be kind of a of a douchebag. Yeah, of course. When you're <laughs> like you're on a good team, you're a good player. You're going to a, you know, it's like when you're 17 years old. And I think when you're 17 and like all the people around you, like I had a trainer who was like in his like 30s. I had college coaches who were talking to me all the time. And then you have all these. My parents are you're you're you have all these like adults in your life. These co- these coaches, and you have all these people that are like telling you that like you're awesome. You yeah, know, all the time. And you're 17. Not a lot of 17 year olds have like adults just kind of always telling them that they're great i mean i had a choir know? director and a musical theater <laughs> yeah, director but yeah yeah, yeah you just <laughs> but yeah you just have like you just have this like you, you, eventually it gets to a point you're like yeah maybe i am maybe i'm awesome you how know? did you, yeah how do you uh, yeah so um in high school you had the hype you get another day i'm sure that there is a a, a big change in your yeah in and your experience immediately don't play as a freshman uh the hype is the hype is uh you know the hype got maybe that must have been hard on your ego because ego is big going into notre dame i imagine right yeah it, it helped that we were like we were actually like one of the best teams in the country notre dame yeah so there's a guy in my lot like one of my seniors was like man he's like how many freshmen are playing on like a top 10 team right now you guys like, were top 10 yeah we were a great team we wow. had some really great players. and what and you were like uh where what where, where'd you rank in the like where you were benched yeah i was like ninth tenth guy i was like just like me yeah would you go in the last two minutes if you're winning by a lot or something? Yeah, nice. exactly. So it was like it was like those you, you play garbage minutes. So that was like <laughs> garbage. Yeah, minutes. so it was like yeah, I was like okay, well we're we're a great team. Um, but yeah, then then the next year I was I was pretty fortunate. I got to play sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year I got to play. I was like in and out of the starting lineup. You know, 
and that's why that's and that's kind of like why I transferred. I lost my starting job, so I was like, so I was like, fuck, I gotta. So we, your sophomore year, you're not in the starting lineup. Was that when the Syracuse game? Yeah, no, you knocked off Syracuse. Yeah, okay, and, yeah, and that's that's I think that's that is the, you know, that's one of the more, that's that's I think that's one of the harder things to deal with as a kid when you're like, when you get the when you experience like the dream. Yeah, you hear your name in the starting lineup, you play a lot. And you're that. You, it's like that 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 movie. Um, what's that? What's that movie like? Fifteen feet from stardom. Yeah. Like they have like the singers in the backups. Like you know when you're like the sixth man, you're not like as counted on as much. But it's still it's still obviously you're still out there. Yeah. But it's like but when you when you are playing you when you get like when you get from when you get promoted and then demoted like that at twenty years old, you don't know how to handle that. I didn't know. Ego point of view. It. Yeah, yeah. Because so that was your so- at the end of your sophomore year. That was yeah. Towards the end of my sophomore. Were you guys year. Go in the ter- going to the tournament? Yeah, we were in the tournament, and then in the NCAA March Madness tournament. Right. For if you're listening, you don't understand. Right. Then we played in the. Then we played in March Madness. But you were getting benched at that point. No. Then I, pl- I played. Oh, played. In Mar- yeah. It's like I was like I was off the. I can't again. Sorry. It's like it's hard to like when you. Yeah. Like and then I played in, in that game, but I was still the like, first round. Yeah, I probably played like 15 or 20 minutes or something like that. Against and then, two. Uh, Xavier so then but I was like I was still pretty like bummed that I wasn't like what because again when you experience like I had a you know a streak of games where I was like one of the guys you know yeah or whatever and then even though like in hindsight I just I was probably I probably for a good team that good I shouldn't be counted on as one of the top guys to experience that and then get the demotion yeah it's a very like it's that's taxing, man. One time you told me uh, we were talking about like stage fright and kind of like bombing and and, st- and comedy stuff, and you go, honestly, dude. I mean, uh, I I mean, once you get benched in front of twenty thousand people and your parents, uh, bombing is a little easier. <laughs> it is. <dude. laughs> it gets a little easier. It is. Yeah. It's a very like yeah. When you uh, yeah, man. Like when you have like yeah. When you're on ESPN. And you're not getting minutes, and you know some, you know your friends are watching. You know your, some of your friends or friends are watching. You're like, man, this is uh, that's hard to that's hard to do, especially if you used to play or the game before you were playing. Or yeah, you know. so I want to talk about the sophomore year at Notre Dame. You're having good games. One of them is against Syracuse. What do you remember about that that Syracuse game? I I, I told the story wrong when I'm talking to Sam Talent. I, I don't I want to hear it from your point of view. Yeah, we're so Syracuse was uh, God. This is so. Man, I, I I really I hate feeling like Uncle Rico right now. You know what I'm no saying? No problem. I know this is that's. What, I don't, I'm asking you. I'm very curious. As a Syracuse yeah. basketball fan, please talk to me. Uh, yeah, they were they were coming to Notre Dame. They're number one. They're twenty and zero. And I was. Who was on the Syracuse team at that time? Do you remember? What year was it? Yeah, this was. They had like Dion Waiters and Chris Joseph yes. and like Scoop Jardine. Scoop to the hoop yes. for two. Yes. <laughs> That's the that guy the that Dome would say, yeah. scoop to the hoop for two. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we were – I was very – I had just gotten taken out of the starting lineup okay. for this game. And I was – but I knew I was going to play. But I was just so, like – I was so bummed that, like, I had just – again, I, I literally want to say, like, I want to say it probably feels like becoming a cast member at SNL or something like that. Yep. And then being, like – mid-season like going now you're a writer okay. i feel like i really feel like that's probably the best and that's where you're at during that game it was mid-season circus is 20 yeah, now they're that, number one in the country yeah that's probably what i can equate it to okay. and i was so and again it's still 
such a, a an unbelievably cool experience just to be on the team. And yes, like, of course, of course. I was I was so uh, I was so like bummed that I didn't really. I was like mad, and I we. We get to the game. I'm like, whatever. I'm I, literally, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. And then you get out, and then you walk out, and the place is an hour. Was it in the dome? This is at Notre Dame. It, it was at home. Okay. Yeah. And then every the place was packed an hour before the game. You're you're like, that's where that gets you a little pumped up. You're like, damn, okay. And then, uh, yeah, like everyone, you know, on my team, like we just we all kind of played out of our minds. We all played great, and uh, that was that was the probably when the fans stormed the court. I got trampled. I remember going I, back though. Your performance during that game. Yeah, I mean, I, this thing. It's not the that gets hyped up. I had like ten points in the game. I played. I had like clutch a, threes, right? I, I don't. I, yeah. I don't remember the. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, there me. was. The, I, I mean, I hit, I hit some threes that helped us get the lead that we maintained. Yep. You know, played down the stretch. That I mean, other guys had better. Uh, what do you mean down the stretch? Like down, like towards the end of the game. Okay. Uh, but like really, it was just like. You know, I was I w- I played you know the whole game basically uh, after coming off the bench, and it was uh, it was just like the that experience. I feel like that really like that that made it that I mean that makes every every uh, practice like worth it, every game every practice worth it because you're you got we got trampled. I was I was beneath. I was under. Like thousands, like you know, thousands of kids. Like, <laughs> I remember this guy. This guy was like, he was this guy was chest to chest with me. We were on like center court. This like fan, he had like p- uh, painted on his chest, and we we're just like looking at each other. Like, I don't know if we're gonna get out of this dog pot. Like, it was like kind of like scary for a second. <laughs> oh, you were on, on the ground, chest to chest with the guy. Yeah, like, he was like, dude, like it was, it That's was like, dangerous. You could get injured. Your body is important. People were people were swimming, like pulling us, yeah, out, and it was. Uh, that euphoria or whatever you want to call it. I don't know like what that that high I don't I would be shocked if I ever top that because of the yeah you have the joke about if I have a kid it's like if I have a kid it's like is this kid better than beating the one team in the country yeah. I don't know that's <laughs> yeah. so great yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like yeah it's like my wife's like isn't this the best moment of our lives and I'm like yeah I mean it's up there it's, you up, know, it's, it's up there it's, for it's, sure uh, it hits yeah. I really I mean it would be like because of also because of the immediacy of it you're just like, it just like hits you. The so. victory, yeah, like the pure victory. It's like you don't get those in like you don't get those in, in comedy, especially at this level. I think, uh, yeah, I There'd imagine. Be no equivalent. Yeah, I imagine like, like I don't, I, I honestly, I honestly, I don't. I, I guess if I know it, I'll know it. But especially when you're there, it'd be like opening for Chappelle, and then he goes, actually. I want you to close the show out, please. You're so good that I want you to go on after me. Instead what, of I mean, like, what if you what if you did a comedy show so good that the people at the show like stormed the stage and then like <laughs> and like trampled you, and it was on ESPN? <laughs> like, I don't know how to like. That's the thing. Like, I don't know how to equate it, dude. Like, what if that? That's what it felt would feel like. Yeah, yeah. Everyone at like a theater, you know, like. <laughs> A ten thousand seat. They trampled you, and they said it couldn't be done. Yeah, and like Doris Burke is like, this is the greatest day <laughs> in the history of of Alex's life. <laughs> you know, 
Like literally, we've never seen comedy like this before this ever. Is, doors, yeah, Doris Burke is like, this is. I've seen Chris Paul. I've seen LeBron. I've never seen Alex do an hour of. You know, it's like, but yeah, it's like. Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe? Yes. I mean, seriously, that that's why it's hard to you know, but. But on the on the flip side, I'd say the. I mean, dude, the like. Just like for, you know, if you kill at the Laugh Factory, if you kill at Zany's, if you kill at one of the, uh, you know, at, like a packed club on a Saturday, man, you know, that feels that feels pretty damn close to it's a, a, great, lo- a yeah, lot of it's games. It's a great rush, I'd too. Say. Um, uh, at the end of your career in Notre Dame, you're playing in that tournament. You're not getting as many minutes as you want. How far did you guys go in the tournament that year? First, lost in the first round. To Xavier? Yeah. Okay. Um, and at that point, you go, next year I'm transferring. Yeah. What yeah. Was then decision, I, what was that decision like? Pretty tough. Uh, like it was tough to choose a school, I think. But then, uh, I yeah, I guess I didn't realize. I don't think I realized like the impact of it. I remember I was like I was dating a girl at the time, and I was taking calls from all these coaches like one day, and I'm like I'm like my tenth or eleventh call with another school, and then I just look over and she's just like bawling, and you're like, oh shit, I didn't even realize. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I'm ruining this girl's life, dude. Like, it was uh like. You know, right? The equivalent would be like, uh, like, like you're with your girlfriend and you're texting other girlfriends, like, who's gonna be? I'm, I'm looking at prospects. Sorry, babe. I'm looking. Yeah, at, like, like it's a very the whole time. I was just so immersed in it. She's not transferring, right? And she was so supportive the whole time. She was so supportive. And then, but the thing was, once I was taking those calls, I don't think she could. Then she was like, really, that was hard for her. It's too real. Yeah. Before we leave Notre Dame, I want to talk about uh, um, you. Uh, on uh, media day interviewing the other Notre Dame guy uh, oh, that's Mike. still one of the top five clips of you on Google unfortunately. Oh, yeah is you having a good time you're a sophomore you're making a little joke interview with your fellow teammate sure. you're clearly the funny guy on the team because everyone yeah. I can hear other guys cracking up behind the camera sure it's quite a funny it's quite an it's a cute video <laughs> it's two kids talking you look like a kid have you have you watched that recently yeah I haven't watched it recently but I know what you're talking about I just think yeah man I don't know it's a very like I always I was always uh like you know I, I think I think anyone who does comedy seriously or like who gets into comedy you just always feel like I need. I feel like you. I feel like you need. You'd feel like you were. We're always like looking for a stage, at, in some capacity. Yes. And then we find it with stand up. So my stage was like a locker room. You know, yeah. I think for a long time. And uh, you were the funny guy in Notre Dame, on the team. I tried to be. Yeah. I tried to be. You know, that was the thing too. I think that was that was something that like really. Uh, that that really like I really wince like when I look back on it. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying is that the right term? Like I w- like, Yeah. I mean, like. See, to me, it's cute, but I know watching you, you'd be you'd be cringing. But to me, I'm like, this is a 19 year old kid. I'm old enough now where I see 19 year olds as kids. Like, I know, you're a cute yeah. kid making a fun video. I know, but I was just like, you know, I was the guy in the locker room trying to make jokes, and uh, then I was the guy at the party trying to make jokes, and it was just like, who's this big lanky, you know? And it's just like you don't realize that like that. I just you know you just needed like an outlet. You know, yeah. so like, so like, you know, you're being, you're just like the, like an annoying, like, like douche for years trying to make people laugh. And then you get to, but it's really like, you just didn't have, I don't, I just didn't have the, 
you know. I know exactly what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Of I course. Don't know, man. Go- I was the, I was the goofy sub. You know I mean like exactly? And I'm like, what is this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. crushing in these rooms. You know, I'm crushing these. Yeah, classrooms. I thought I was crushing, <laughs> but you weren't. I did. I yeah. I I also remember that. Like yeah, yeah. I I've, I've had I've had a couple of times where friends were like, dude, can you like relax? Like you're just. <laughs> You know, so it's like, it's really nice to now just be able to be in a social setting and be the quiet one because you've already, because you've already. Yeah. I I like about, about doing comedy parties now where it's like, I could do bits or I could try to exchange information. I could be like, Oh, where, where'd you get that jacket? Like, you're like, or like, how are you doing? How are you you and your girlfriend doing with comedy? Like just like asking them a genuine question. It's, it's a little better. Well, yeah. Cause people now it's nice that when you hang out with friends. And like they'll be like, you know, like, and then there'll be friends of friends somewhere, and they will have no, like, you'll just be so quiet because you had just you're just coming from a show. Yeah, you don't need it anymore. And then they'll be like, a friend will be like, yeah, my friends like, they don't believe that you do stand up because you were so quiet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, of course. Because you're just like, because that's you know now yeah it's really nice yeah it's when it, yeah it's nice when it's surprising to people that's mm-hmm. it, it, it that is uh that is better whereas like in in college i think i was so annoying that <laughs> people were like can, can somebody get this guy like something i don't know so well and like like you're saying about like every guy here was a legend at his high school it's like now that we're hanging out with these communities like every guy here every girl here g- <laughs> was the absolute funniest person in their high school they hosted the talent show Oh, they did, yeah, they did yeah. a pep rally sketch that floored everyone. Yeah, that you know people I mean? were, yeah, yeah. Right, I was singing and dancing in front of the whole school, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, needed it, man. Needed it. Needed it. So, so then uh, BC, why did BC appeal to you? The, it seemed like a good offense at the time, and I, and I liked, uh, it was really, at that point, it's like once you go to a school, like academically, as good as Notre Dame, you don't really want to compromise it's good academically too, BC, Boston College. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, apparently it's like a top thirty school. Oh wow. Yeah, it's like uh, like a lot of on the East Coast, like like a lot of kids that didn't get into like Dartmouth or if you didn't get into Georgetown, you went to Boston College. Okay. So, so it was like the same thing. And you thought you could start also? Yeah, I thought I could. Were you told I, you were going to start? I was, and okay. I did. And then the same thing happened. It was like, well, he is really slow. <laughs> he, is, he is slow it's uh yeah i couldn't guard anyone at that level man Cause you so, couldn't you couldn't keep up with them yeah it yeah. was because i was because i was i played on the perimeter and there was just everyone you know everyone at my position was faster and quicker than me so, and so they get around you like sure. yeah like they're scoring on you yeah and it was like okay Did well, you guys run a zone or man man and uh at, at every school so it was like we ran zone sometimes at Notre Dame, but you know, you run the two three zone, you could end up being number one in the country. God, I it's, it's 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 weird that more schools don't the two three baby. don't prioritize that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I run two three in pickup sometimes. The, I've I've played that. I will leave pickup <laughs> games when that happens. It's that's <laughs> that's like against like the law of pickup of pickup basketball. Yeah, yeah, true. It's not part of the culture. Yeah, but um, you end up running less. Yeah, I know. which actually is bad for me because my biggest asset on the basketball court is hustle. You're, you're the I have condition. I just have conditioning, and guys my age, no one my age has. They're all fucking smokers yeah. and shit. Yeah. Anyway, I only play a couple times a year now, and I do. When I do play, I just try to, I just try to like be a garbage guy too. Like I'll, I'll get, I'll get a lot of rebounds. Yeah, kick it. I'm not like trying to outshine anyone. Trying to shoot, you know. So at BC, uh, for junior year. Oh wait, your transfer year. So you went to, you went to college for five years. Yeah, okay. I just sit out a year, and and that's. Uh, that was a year that was pretty, pretty wild for me. Um, 
That's why I got into a sketch comedy group. So that was really that cool. first year, that transfer year. Yeah. Oh, cool. So how does that work? I just I, I was walking through the. I, I was like I needed something to do. I felt like. Uh, but aren't you also playing? You're practicing full time, right? Yeah, I think uh, there was like there was programs at Notre Dame. I did like some uh, some like film writing programs that I was really into, and some like sh- some like short f- form play stuff. And I just walked around the activities thing. I saw it was a sketch comedy group audition. Nice. And uh, got into the group, and those became like my best friends today. Like it was a very rev- it was a revelatory experience. So three me. three years at BC. Uh, yeah, you were closer with that sketch team the whole time than the basketball team. It was pretty, I, I, you know. I think there's there's definitely guys in the team, but that uh, they ended up being my like longest lasting friends, uh, like or like my my closest friends even like after it cut. But I was around the basketball guys. Like I would have I would have parties at my at my place uh, off campus where it was literally like half football and basketball dudes (laughs) and then like half like improvisers and like sketch and like and like and like radio kids like great party it was like it was like dude you would see like 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 it's like you'd see hipsters like like grind it was a very it was it was a hectic because obviously grinding what i'm I'm seriously like you would like because like obviously the football guys would control the music right yeah (laughs) football dudes would control the music but then you're seeing like like people that I hung out with, like straight up on the dance floor in my living room, and it was like a very weird, you know. People are like, you know, you'd see like just some like scrawny little dude with like moppy hair, like passing a joint to like a you know a, a football dude in his sweats. You know, you're just <laughs> like, this is cool. You're like, this is really cool. Um, so, so you were able to socially balance between the two between those two groups at BC. Yeah, I wouldn't say like I married the two, but it was uh but yeah, I was very like I was really once I got in this group, it was just like a bunch of kids who were like guys who were really into music like me, guys who were really into comedy like me, uh and they they had friends who were even more into music than like I had ever it was like a very like um yeah, you have great music taste. Thank you're you. You're discovering, you're always oh, yeah, boys, popping up new bands, popping up new songs and bands. Posting stuff yeah. on, uh, on Instagram. But it was like, but yeah, I just, yeah, like I, I met uh, a bunch of, because, you know, you're only hanging out with athletes a lot. And then I just got to meet a bunch of like really cool and interesting people that are still uh, just like my, like my best friends. And I think it was like, it was, it was important to, it was important to have that. I think like a lot of times when you're an athlete in college, you just, uh, you're like in this kind of bubble. Oh Yeah. Know? Yeah, we had the D1 kids at, at my college, and it was like you you didn't talk to them. And there was, like, some people who broke through the bubble, but then it's like now you're in that little weird bubble where you're, like, sure. you're on their schedule kind of. Like, they like had their, they had their own clique, you know what I mean? Obviously. Yeah. Um, so at BC, like, I imagine over the course of your three years at BC, you're slowly gravitating towards those sketch kids more, and you're getting less into, B, into basketball, especially, like, your senior year. You're talking about yeah. you got benched. Yeah, it was uh, basically, yeah, like after, yeah, like my senior year, I would just like leave practice, go to my buddy's place. We would, we'd like hang out, listen to music, and like go to this uh, dive bar called The Silhouette and like hang out. And, and a lot of times, like on weekdays, we'd go downtown and like we'd go see bands. And um, it was just like, yeah, it was kind of a, 
yeah, it was kind of like you're li- then you're definitely like kind of living two different lives in a way. Yeah. Um, and were you starting to lean towards the comedy life? Obviously, that's the life that you went with after college was over. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I I like I I more so just like kind of wanted to like relax. Yeah, I think my senior year I was like, I was uh, I don't know I I I also had like got more. I started to get playing time my senior year, and then I hurt my shoulder. So January of my senior year, I hurt my shoulder after I was told I was going to start like playing more. Yeah, and then that's when I really said I was like, I think I'm done with basketball. Yeah, forever. I, yeah, I was like, I can't believe because, like, yeah, I hadn't been, p- been playing. And then I started playing well. And then he started playing me more. And he's like, you're going to be the first guy in against Duke. Sixth man. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is what I'm used to. I can play these minutes. And I hurt my shoulder. And I'm out for, like, a month. And I was like, you know what, dude? Like, fuck this shit. You yeah. Know? It was like, <laughs> it literally was like, man. like, Because I, I kind of, like, worked my ass off to get back into the lineup. Yeah. And, and then, uh, yeah, it was like from I think that second semester, senior year, I didn't go to a class. Uh, I just kind of tried to f- figure out what what I liked, and um, and it was just yeah. It was and then I started going to open open mics a little bit. And in Boston, you were starting there while you were uh, <laughs> that was like in May. In May, May of your so was school school was over. Yeah, and you're still you're still, June, you're still like, at your place in Boston. And you're going to. Open mics in Boston. That was your first open mic. Couple, yeah. That's where, yeah. Like I saw. I remember seeing like Sam Ike, a couple times, and like Ryan Donahue. Yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was just like, it was like, okay, this is what I want to do. How and was that transition? Difficult. Everyone told me not to. <laughs> Everyone. Your Everyone. Parents. Parents, friends. What did they Everyone. want for you? I think uh, my trainer wanted me. My trainer told me he would like get me uh, like workouts with agents and then start to go play overseas. Oh right, that you could you could have done that. Definitely. And what do they make? Oh, man, I don't know. It's like a decent job. It's like it's not you're not you're not like making NBA money, but it's like you're making like a like better than your your nine to five friends. I would say I, mean, I, I think it's I think the first year it's like a tryout year for a lot of guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're definitely making enough. You're definitely making like probably like a, probably like a standard nine to five out of college. But then like that second year, if you play that, if you play well, that's when the the contracts really grow up. I didn't really have great stats, you know. Okay. So, it, but they would they would be taking me off of like playing at a high level yeah. or playing in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think my shoulder was too messed up. I think I had to have surgery. So it was you like didn't a, really think about that as an option. I was just like, dude. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna go to Poland and like play. But where does this like self sufficiency come from? Where does this like? Because it's like all, all I'm hearing is that like uh, all your life people are telling you what to do and like how to think of yourself, how to think of your own self worth, and you seem to have like an internal motivation and in, like you have like an internal compass. That's an interesting point. I don't know. I think it was just like, I think I saw, I think to me, I think I just took the game. Once I, once I hurt my shoulder, that was a really, I was like, I think I was like, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna, I was like, I'm, it was just like, I, I really felt like I took the game as far as I could take it. But then how does like, how do you think of yourself as like, I'm going to be a good comedian? Like, how do you convince yourself 
like well, that to that's me, gonna to happen. Me, to me, it was like I I don't I don't think it was like it was like I it, it literally was like I think I had exhausted like all of my resource. I was I was I was totally tapped out, man. Like okay. I was like I was like with basketball. Yeah, it was like it was like there's I was like I don't think I could have like done one more practice where it was just like <laughs> yeah I I'd, I'd really trained that hard. And I think they the the kind of that like with Olympians in a way something like that where you're just like it's so it was so taxing yeah. I really and I really did put a lot of put a lot of time into it and uh, so it, then it was just kind of like well what else what's what else do I want to do yeah. and um, then how's your mentality going into comedy when you're starting comedy in Boston thinking about moving to Chicago I just felt like yeah I just felt like if you do like no matter where. I, I think if I learned anything from basketball, it was like no matter what, if you're doing what you love, no matter where where it takes you, you're gonna be pretty satisfied with what with what the outcome is. And how long did you love basketball? I still do. You still love it? Oh my god! You still love playing it? I watch the NBA every night. <laughs> I watch Lee Pez every single night. And uh, yeah, I think I think I think that I think that it helped me. Like if there was like just finding something that was like that that gave me because i also got i got like an i got a desk job like right after and i was like you know in the summer after and i was like oh shit that's also the the mo- that that that'll make you really decide what what you want to do when you have anything. the job that you you know, the the right job right because if you got if you get a job out of college and you're like oh like if i climb here and make this money that'll be great da 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 yeah, but if exactly. you but if you sit in what you sit I think there's if some people like me I for me it was like I sat in that desk and I was like I can't be this guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. So if that if that was uh you know maybe if that had been I think also starting to work a 9 to 5 and just wanting to do something, you know. Uh I didn't think I think I was just going to tell myself I was going to do it for like a year. Mm-hmm. Go hard at it for like a year, yeah, and then it kind of went well. It I did think. go well, man. So I don't know. It uh, did go it was, well, <laughs> dude. Uh, but it was a, uh, but now, but then it was just like it was so, it was so addicting, you know, that. Uh, yeah, how does I it compare? Does it feel? How does the working at one compare to the other? We talked about that at the beginning. Like how how do, how did you experience the transition? Like how did it feel working at one versus working at the other? Basketball versus comedy. I don't think it really felt. It wasn't like as. Uh, seamless but i liked i I liked the uh you know like when you're writing jokes it's kind of like when you're in the gym on your own and then when you're on a show it's kind of like when you're in a game and i was like this is feels this feels right you know this feels like um i i knew how to i i felt like i have an idea of like how to like uh get better at at something it but it was um but yeah, it's but it's a different you know it's a team game in basketball. Um, but it's I I don't I don't know if I don't know if like the approach is much is much different. But um, I really just liked. Um, I don't think there was I, I don't think it was a competitive thing. I think they're two very different feelings in a way. Yeah, how are they different? Um, and do you prefer the comedy feeling to the basketball feeling? Although you already said it wasn't going to live up. Yeah, like making people laugh versus like playing basketball. There's um I don't know I I don't know, man. Like why do you you know 
I guess some people like Chris really likes cooking. Chris Higgins, yeah. Why does he like cooking as much as comedy? You know, why do I like basketball as much as comedy? Or I like comedy as much as basketball? There are great feelings getting, you know, I guess in both ways for basketball, it's performing. Yeah. People are watching you do something. Do you think that, that uh, the, the competitiveness that you learned in basketball has hurt you in comedy? Because I, I know comedy could be competitive. And like, no. And some people, oh, you, you think it's, you think it's, it's good? It's just, it, 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 I think it's like, it hasn't, uh, it helps you learn how to take, take a loss well. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, if you have a bad day, you know what's important. You know how to stay present and how to, and how to also move on. You know, how to not dwell on the, the days before. So that's the, that's the really great gift that sports I think gives, gives you in certain things in life where it's like shit that if this, if you're, especially if you're trying, if you're going after something, it's like, well, the bad day doesn't like define you, you know, that there's other opportunities. I mean, I, 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 uh, a perfect example is I, I had a Notre Dame coach come see me when I was a junior and I played like one of the worst games of my life and they stopped yeah. recruiting me. And then they did again later, yeah. but yeah. And they they saw me again. You bombed. I bombed. Yeah. In my junior year, and then they saw me like six months later, no, essentially like, k- killed or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and the then game. I got a, so it was like so I knew I knew that that like staying that like that's what you know about. You know, obviously, you know things are different now. Like we don't know. This is a weird world that we're in. But yeah, uh, COVID. Yeah. So I think that's the. I think that's probably something. But competitiveness in comedy is bad for you, whereas competitiveness in basketball is good for you. That's kind of my hypothesis. Isn't competitiveness in comedy kind of bad? You're friends with these people, and you have to be like, I'm better than them, I'm worse than them, I'm, you know, like, they're better at this, but I'm better at that. Like, they're better at crowd work and being loose, but I'm better at jokes. Sure. Or, like, their jokes are better than mine. That's all bad. I think competitiveness in comedy is healthy. I think there's healthy... I think it's good to see... When your when your friends are improving, that's also good to that's also good to be around that, right? Like the uh, like the iron sharpens iron type thing. Like the better, you know, like when you're around that type of, it only it only it only like it only makes you get to a higher level in a way, right? Yeah. Do you think do you think the you think the competitiveness? What do you what do you think the comp- you think the competitiveness? Why is it? Uh, why does it? How does it hinder somebody's? Growth? It's. E- I mean, like part of it, it's evil. Like, uh, like you know, comparing yourself to people and thinking you're better than people and like getting into that. Like, it's a bad mental space where you're like, why did they get that? I deserve that. Like, sure. I'm great. Although you, I think you need to have you need to have a balance. You need to have some of it in order to get up, get out of bed, and go do the thing. Mm. You need to be like, I got to go prove myself today. Um, I don't think like artistic expression is going to get you out of bed and get you to the, that third open mic or whatever, you know, like it's not going to like, it doesn't drive you as much as like, I want to be the best. I want to be, I want to be as the best I can be at least. Like, I think some of it's important, but like, um, I've, some of my, you know, some of the worst depressions I've been in have been because of like comedy comparison mm-hmm. and like, um, you know, a bad, a bad show or like coming to terms with how good i thought i was versus how good i actually am you know right it's a i mean it's i think that that does i don't think that that's like evil to say to be like 
to see someone improving and then but you're saying wanting to improve you're saying yeah but you're saying in terms of it's it's like opportunities or whatever i mean uh i don't know i'm saying i just i just think that like um you think it's evil to like not evil but it's bad for you that's that's the poison like like jealousy is poison you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. this stuff is bad for your mental health like Mm -hmm. um to like think negatively about people or to think like that you you know to think about what you deserve and me 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 all that stuff is not good for you right your soul yeah you try to think about it yeah if if there's anything like if i if i were to think about it in a certain way it's like uh it's like this it's like um okay here's how i think about comedy like well like basketball kind of brought to me about it so it's like if you let me gather this for a second take your time yeah here's how sports really like helped with comedy all right is like when you're if you're playing on a team like you see the team from you and the team yeah right like you see the team from you and down and the co and the coach sees the team from like from, from like his perspective to, like it, it seems sees the team in like a different and like it's like a, like a reverse pyramid yep. right you're the top of the pyramid yeah when you're on a team the coach sees it from like the bottom in a way yeah up this is my t- right, and the same thing with people that are booking clubs or whatever. Club bookers are not, you know, club bookers are not trying to hurt anyone. They're not trying to. They don't want anyone to be mad at them. Yeah, the co- the coach of your team doesn't. They just want to win. Right. They don't care about each ego. They yeah. care about the top of the pyramid, which people, is like the victory. Industri- people in the industry don't want you to not succeed. They would love you to succeed. Right. They, would want, they want you to be the next big thing. They, they want to pick the next big thing. If you are doing something that they – so again, so it's like – They want to have a great show at Zanies or whatever. Right. So it's like, you know, in a way, you know, in a way you can't be like – if you're looking at what is going on in your life in a way or something, that if you're looking at it like – why like why didn't i get picked or why if you're looking at i don't know if you're looking at like they shouldn't have got picked it should have been me and in a way it's like it's way it's way it's way it's way easier uh i think to to look at like wolf i guess you got to look inwards and what you got to be yes. like, well, what else can how could know? i have been better how could i have been the been the guy who got picked instead of like instead of like they suck they should have picked me instead it's like well did you go and did you were you at that audition? Were you? Have you been at that place? Have you? Are, do they know about you? Yeah. Have they seen your stuff? Have they seen you do well? Right. It's, it's like, like, what can I be doing? Can I get faster? Can I get a better shot? Yeah. There's a lot of people where I'm like, okay, if uh, if like Comedy Central came to you and said, uh, pitch us a show, like, do you even have that? Like, right. You. Know, we have so many. We've, we know so many people who have nothing. Who who, who don't. Who, uh, let me let me rephrase this. There, there's a lot of people that I think. It's like you got to be way more practical. Yeah, you got to be way more. It's like, you know, there's, there's. It's like, yeah, like do, do I think sometimes you got to like you got to think. Okay, well, am I doing more interesting material than this, than this hack that keeps like getting, <laughs> getting more spots than me? It's like, well, yeah. It's like, well, if I can figure out a way to kill as hard. Or harder than that person who's doing that. Then that's all, it's the only thing you can do. Probably that's what you should do. Right. Yeah. But it's like instead of bringing them down for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the that's the thing too. Where you got you just got to look at the only thing you can do is like look at your weaknesses. Yeah. 
I think, and I think that's what ba- that's what sports. Let me rephrase that. If, co- if basketball taught me anything, it's that like when comparing myself, it's to look at my weaknesses. Probably, I think that's probably the best. That's a gem. That's great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. And like at first, I was kind of buckling at the idea of like. Because, like, part of me wants to be like, Drago, just pronounce sports. Tell me sports is bad. That's what I want to hear is that sports is bad, art is good. Um, <laughs> that's what I want to hear. But it's like uh, you've t- you have undoubtedly taken lessons that have like that have that are good for you and that would be good for anyone else to hear, obviously. Right. Because, like, when, you, when you're on a team and they're playing a guy at All the right. end. Sorry. No, we got to wrap up. Okay, sorry. Yeah, let's wrap it here. up. All right. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, when you're on a team – you're, you're yeah. an individual. When you're on a team and like, and if you're not playing at the end of the game, it's like, why? It's like, oh well, that guy is is better at guarding this person. It's like you have to, you just have to, like, unless until you get better at that thing, you know, then you're not gonna play. You gotta get better. All right. Well, what's your Twitter? What's your Instagram? At uh, Alex Drags. At <laughs> Alex Drag underscore. Very fun stuff. Life after your videos are killer. Thanks, dude. Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, yeah, I feel like this uh, was a confessional, and I, re- I regret almost every, almost every minute of it. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy that we were able to do it. I really appreciate you uh, opening up about all this stuff. It's so interesting, and people know about it, know about you, but they don't know uh, everything. I don't think, and you don't talk about it very much, which I respect you for. Oh, uh, thanks, man. I try not to. Yeah, it's like, shoehorn it in. Yeah, it's a very. Someone's yeah, like, nice weather you're having. You're like, yeah, it was pretty nice weather. Also, the same day I played in the Marsh Madness yeah, tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a Good weather. Yeah, it's something that I think that you, you get asked enough about, then you stop talking about it yeah. yourself. So Great, man. Well, thanks a lot for doing it. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me, dude. No problem. And that was Drago. That was Alex Dragovich, my friend. And that was him. Thanks very much to Rudy Schultz for designing the logo on this podcast. Thank you for... To Steve Gerard for uh, the theme song to this podcast. Uh, I'm still in Austin, so hit me up with recommendations. I might be heading west eventually. Who knows? Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. And please, 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 right now, while you're listening, right now, rate and or review the podcast you're listening to. It is the biggest thing you can do to help me right now is rate and review this podcast. I please, 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 please. Please, please, please do that. Thank you very much. See ya.